Alright, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and this is episode 165. Damn, we're almost to 200. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me to 200. Um, so just like every show, we got to do some shout-outs because we got some new cities. And number one, which I'm super excited about, is Surrey, Canada, which is a city where I am located in very close by and I grew up in. So shout-out to everybody in Surrey listening to my podcast. Um, and number two I'm super excited about all the way across the world is Zurich, Switzerland. Shout out to everybody in Switzerland listening to my show. Super awesome. And number three is New York. Shout out to everyone in New York. And I also want to mention number six on my top ten list is Bogota in Colombia. Shout out to everybody in Colombia listening to me rant about random shit about fitness and health. All right, so let's get into this episode because I want to talk about something that I posted yesterday on my Instagram and Facebook if you've been following me. And if you saw my post, I posted a picture of like this pecan brownie. And a lot of times when I meet people about like just meeting people in general and when they find out that I'm a coach they start asking me all these really really specific questions about weight loss and you know I'm not a person to judge but when I see people that you know have some weight to lose and they're really worrying about the small little like minutia and like small little details of fitness and health that they've picked up over, you know, Facebook or whatever their friends are talking about, it does not really matter to them at this point because here here's a good example. You know, like in my post, I wrote that people worry about, you know, how many calories should I be eating? How many grams of protein should I be eating? How many grams of sugar should I be eating? How what's the time for my last meal like what should I do right after my workout like what's my window of opportunity like all these small little details when they don't have the most basic concept you know mastered and I see this even with my online coaching clients where you know we're building a base and then they'll email me and go so I heard about the paleo diet or intermittent fasting or the keto diet like I should be doing this right and it's like no like focus on the basics you know so in my post I was talking about you know I was in Whistler I could easily worry about how many calories I'm taking in if the next thing I eat has enough protein to be able to, you know, get to my threshold of uh, protein intake for the day, or I can actually live life and enjoy it, right? There is a time and place where you can get super specific to what you're doing and, you know, see really great results, but then you can't do that for the rest of your life. And if you've been following my podcast for a while and listened to maybe the last month, month and a half where I spoke about how I went on like a 
a small cutting diet where I actually tracked every single calorie, every single gram of protein, fat, and carb to make sure I was able to cut weight because I wanted to see how fast I could do it. And I went from weighing in around 167 down to 150 in basically six weeks, but I was such on a rigid um, diet. And that's another thing that I tell people is that, you know, if you are looking to try a new diet or a new way of eating, you gotta ask yourself if you can do it for the rest of your life. If the answer is no, then it's not really good. Like you need to find a balance. And, you know, my last solo episode where I heard a quote that if you're not happy, you're not healthy, it like rings so true when it comes to choosing the way you eat for the rest of your life. Like you can definitely have times during the year where you pay a little bit closer attention to all the mundane details. Sure, why not? But don't overdo it and become obsessive. This is why I don't like giving my clients taking them down the route of let's count some calories, let's figure out what your macros are and stuff like that because, you know, one, it's really good, but at the same time, it comes down to um, some obsessive behavior. So I've seen it happen where people get so obsessive about it that when I tell them, all right, you know, we're going to go through a phase of not counting calories and just start listening to our bodies. We're going to eat until we feel full. We're going to just eat based on how you fill your plate and they're like okay awesome great idea you know like tracking calories was kind of stressful for me and then they get to a point where they're still doing it even though I asked them to stop and then they get so wrapped up into every single calorie that they take that if you know in my situation they went to a place over the weekend and decided to you know be outside of their environment where everything's planned and they're like, oh, I can't have that brownie with my coffee because it's, I don't know what the calorie content is. I don't have my little scale to weigh it. Like, that's what you don't want. You know, if you had to plan out your whole year, think about making better choices for a full year, and that's going to add over time. And then if you decide that, you know, for one month, you're going to track all your calories, track all your protein, your carbs, your fats, and whatever, to really pay attention to what's going on in your body, sure, and then you stop. Because what's going to happen, and I've seen this too, is that people go on their initial weight loss, they start tracking, they lose a bunch of weight, and then they see that because they started tracking, that was their determining factor of success. So now they think that by tracking um, calories, that's the only way to get to their goal but that's that's not what it is you're you're gonna fall into a trap of like if i keep cutting my calories if i keep cutting my calories i can lose more weight i can lose more weight and you get to a point where you're eating like 600 to 800 calories and you're like what the hell am i doing with my life you don't want to get to that point you know for some reason fitness and health like it, it people just think that it has to be this horrible experience where you're really really cutting everything out of your life that you enjoy and that shouldn't be it you need to find a balance and it's really difficult to find that balance and i think that's the reason why a lot of people fail at this 
you know, when people don't see the results they're looking for, I kind of put them in categories. The first category is they're actually not self-aware enough to actually see what they're doing. And this is where I go, okay, let's track your calories for three days and just see what you're doing. And when people do that, like I suggest everyone who's listening who's kind of new to fitness and health is for the next three days, track what you're eating. Don't worry about making it look good or being more conscious of, oh, I'm going to eat more vegetables today. I'm going to eat more protein today. Just whatever you do. And I guarantee that you're either under eating calories or over eating calories and under eating protein. And I've had my clients do this and they all are like astonished, like, holy crap, I didn't know I under eat protein. And a simple thing to do is just increase your protein. Like, it blows my mind because I always get the same questions over and over again about the most simplest things, how to lose weight. And I ask people like, okay, well, how's your sleep? How's um, your protein intake? And they're like, oh, it's pretty good. And then when I get them to actually track it, they're like, holy crap, I can't believe I'm only sleeping five hours a night. I can't believe that I'm only eating 50 grams of protein. I always thought that oatmeal had a lot of protein in it. It's like, no, focus on those little things. So I think to end this, because I was kind of rambling, you need to find a balance when it comes to fitness and health. And all the coaches listening that kind of get frustrated with their clients, you got to understand that they're not like you, where you wake up and you're super excited to go work out and you can't wait to eat what's in your Tupperware container. Clients and people that are not like us find this very difficult. So if you portray that there's a balance to it, you know, just like say you're preparing to run your first half marathon, you know, during, I don't know, an eight to 12 week period, you'd probably be running a lot. But after you've done that half marathon, you're probably not going to be running the same amount. You'd probably scale it back. So just like with healthy eating, maybe you look at eight to 12 weeks where you're going to pay really close attention to how many calories you're taking in, how much protein you're taking in. And then when you finish that, scale it back a little bit because some of those good habits of you tracking is going to carry over. If you know exactly that, you know, when you put your plate of food down that six ounces of chicken breast is roughly this size, you can actually eyeball it every time you go eat and that's going to transfer over. I find that, you know, if you cut it, cut like short amounts of being really strict and rigid and then relaxing after just a little bit will guide you in the right direction rather than always being super rigid like the people you see on instagram and facebook that are super shredded and eat the same thing every single day i guarantee you they're not really that happy with themselves like The only time I think you should look like that is if you're getting paid to be on magazine covers. And I've read and I've met professional fitness models that they can't enjoy anything really in life. They can't go out with their friends. They can't go out to family dinners unless they bring their own food with them. And they're super cranky all the time. They constantly get phone calls from Photographers that like will ask them, hey, in two weeks, we need you to be photo shoot ready. They have to be rigid all the time. And if you look at like even professional sports where, you know, say someone in the NFL, 
where they start their football career as a little child and all they do is listen to orders where they're like show up at this place do your practice go work out and constantly rigid like that and they just go show up then you look at all the professional athletes that retire they all gain a bunch of weight and you're like oh what the hell happened it's because all that structure is left everything's not everything was done for them now it's up to them so think about it this way if you're constantly rigid like professional athlete and you just suddenly stopped you have a high chance of a rebound effect so why not be rigid in short bursts and leave some space in between and that's why i like the idea of like you know four to twelve weeks per year you can be rigid focus on what you got to do and the rest of the year you know enjoy life if you go away for the weekend you don't have to double think about oh i can't have two beers because that's going to go over my calories just fucking have the two beers it's not going to kill you you know a lot of people think that the moment they have one treat that's going to destroy their whole progress and that's not what's going to happen you know no one got fit by eating two salads during the week it's the constant you know reoccurrence of that salad like if you were eating salad every single day for the next three months straight that's where you're going to start seeing progress so the same thing if you're going to eat a treat every single day for the next three months yeah you're going to gain weight you're not going to see the progress you want hopefully all of that made sense because this is just like all the stuff running through my head um everyone who's struggling with fitness and health right now don't feel like you need to be calorie counting and being so precise on everything don't worry about how many grams of fat you should be taking how many grams of sugar you should be eating like as long as you're eating vegetables and protein almost every single day with some cheats here and there you're good to go honestly like it's the long game nothing will happen fast for you like if you go from a cellular level fat cells take the longest to overturn to disappear on your body whereas if you look at the blood vessels in us the moment you take a breath in for oxygen and then breathe out that turnover of those cells are like instant so when you look at the human body fat cells are like the last thing to turn over it takes so much time and that's why it's so difficult you can't speed up nature you can't speed up how your body works like there's no there's nothing out there that's going to speed up the process other than being patient and doing things consistently so i'm going to end it there hopefully you got something out of it feel free to reach out email me add me on facebook instagram do what you got to do um Click the link in the show notes, sign up for the newsletter, and if you have any feedback or any kind of guest recommendations, because I'm always looking for new guests, feel free to reach out and I will make it happen and I'm going to continue giving you the best fitness and health and random facts and random rants about health every week. That's it for me. Until next week, you guys.